You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. This morning, we want to continue on the subject of faith. All right, on the subject of faith, and uh, we'll start out from Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. It tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things, the evidence of things that are not seen. So we define faith using the first line, all right, we're going to use it in this teaching, that faith is the substance of the things we said that you hope for. And we said that this hope is a spiritual thing. It goes beyond just your own personal desire and aspirations. That is not what is defined as biblical hope. Biblical hope, all right, stems out of an expectation, or it's an expectation that you have about future events in your life, or the occurrence of something in your life that is based on, solely, on God granting you his promise, or giving you a promise, or revealing to you his will, concerning your life. Now your desire, all right, aspirations that are lodged on the inside of you is the life that is within you seeking for expression. In other words, it's the nature and the seed of God that is in you that is seeking for the expression of greater life. And that is an authentic thing that God has placed on the inner side of every single one of us. He said, be fruitful. He said, multiply. He said, have dominion, all right, over all the earth and replenish. So there is a spiritual yearning inside every single person no matter where you are, for a greater expression of life. That's why when people say that some people, I don't know what they are looking for again in life, they have enough, they don't understand the human spirit. All right, the human spirit wants new territories. The human spirit, all right, wants to, after it gets to a certain level, it wants to move into another level of glory. So that desire and the aspiration there is real and genuine, but you have got to take it up to God in prayer so that he interprets it in the light of what he has actually planned and purposed for you as a person. So within that promise, you are going to find all of your desires met and expressed 
but maybe not in the way in which you initially thought it was actually going to happen. All right, faith is based on God's promise, God revealing his will. We gave the example. If somebody desires money, 50000 from somebody, and doesn't mention it to that person, then it remains a desire inside the heart of that person. Now, if he mentions it to that person, I need 50000 and then that person now says, I will give you tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., come to my office to get it, it is no longer now a desire in the heart of that person. It is actually now an expectation that you have based on the promise that was made to you. But what we're saying is, you can go to God and say, I want 50,000 naira. And God says, let us go to the fundamentals here. It is not about just this 50,000 naira. That's what we're saying. What you actually need is a, a stream of, uh, a continuous stream of income so that you will never be in a position to ask for 50,000 naira again. So he now elevates that desire. That's what we're saying. And now makes a promise, like he said to Abraham, a father of many nations. All right, makes a promise to you or reveals his will to you. And now you have an expectation in life based on God's communication with you as a person and not just the desire that you have inside your heart. So we saw in Hebrews chapter 6, and verse, uh, from verse 16, we saw this. All right, it's always good to go over something. All right, I think it was John Maxwell that said, the first, time you, the first time something is said to you, you hear it. The second time it's said to you, you listen to it. The third time it's said to you, you start learning it. All right? So many people think because they heard, they know. All right, you start hearing or you start listening and you begin to understand it as it's repeated to you, then things begin to click in your heart. So it says in Hebrews 6 here and verse 8, a very man swear by the great and oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Therefore God willingly more abundantly to show to the heirs of the promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we may have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope set before us. In other words, God set the hope before you. Do you get what we're saying here? It didn't originate in you. God set it before you. And he set it before you by way of the promise that he made to you. Now, let's go on there. It says that we fled for refuge. No, go back to last verse 18. That we might lay hold on the hope set before us. And then it goes on and says, which hope we have as an anchor to the soul, both sure and steadfast. And it says, and entereth into that which is within the veil, without the forerunner, Jesus is, has entered 
They made a high praise after the order of Melchizedek. This is so important here. So it says, all right, we want to lay hold on that hope. Uh, just like if, you, if I make a promise that come and see me in my office tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., you come to my office to lay hold on that hope. Isn't that what you're doing? All right? And when you get to the office, the door will be opened because you have an appointment based on what I said. Do you understand what we're saying? Now, some people are praying and the door is not opening because there is no appointment. They are trying to lay hold on what was not promised. Are you found it? Now, this is very important. Let me show something here. Okay? So, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 19. Hebrews 7. All right. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw nigh on to go. So the bringing in of a better hope did, by which we draw nigh unto God. So you come to God on the basis of that hope. You interact with him. On the basis of, outside of that hope that he has given, and this what, and this how God related with people before the law. That's what he was saying here, that before the law, when people were operating in faith, Abraham was before the law, even Moses was before the law, because it was after Moses' father raised and the law came. All right, Noah before the law, Jacob, uh, Joseph, Isaac. How did they relate with God and have a sense of knowing what God wanted and their steps were ordered by God? Because what God did was that he came to man and he gave to man a promise. And then he said, draw now to me based on this promise and your entire life will be about me teaching you and showing you the steps you ought to take in order <coughs> Excuse me, for that promise to come to pass in your life. Now, there were no rules or regulations then. There was no law, thou shalt not. So how did Joseph or these people have a sense of doing what was right? How did Abraham know that the right thing to do, which was expensive, was to say, let there be no strife between me and you, Lord. You can have the land. All right, how did he know that? Because of, all right, God, all right, was showing him that this is the way to the fulfillment of what I promised you. So God was teaching him within his consciousness. And in the New Testament now is the same thing he's doing, giving to us exceeding great and precious promises. And when he lays that hope before you, your actions and activities are regulated based on what he has shown you. Right? So it's important. It's the foundation of Christianity. And, and let me say this here. <coughs> Excuse me. It is so important that you get this hope right. Because I have seen that the problem really is that people are chasing what God didn't send them on. In fact, I have come to realize through intense study that when people say that in prayer, 
they release spiritual power to get things done, and you don't see too much externalization of, 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 of that desire, and things just began to happen, is because the hope is right. Jesus said, when I sent to you, did you lack anything? In other words, once you get it right in terms of your expectation, look, when God called Abraham, he's listening Abraham to the land you choose. He said to the land, I will do what? Show you. He did not say, go out there and start choosing. Then use certain principles to influence my will to follow you. You can't bully nor harass God. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right? So he will show you. And he tells us that we should therefore, in Romans 12, 1, he said, um, I beseech you by the mercy of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in his sight, and you are not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove, demonstrate, experience that which is good, acceptable to you, and that the perfect, the word means whole, which means God's will for you, you'll find it to be good, you will find it to be acceptable, and you will find it to be whole or healing and makes you complete. All right? So let's look at how you hear from heaven concerning this thing. The Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 18. Just came to show two things. First is this, and then I'll show the second. Now, this voice came from heaven. Let's look at verse 17 so we know what the voice is. He received from God the Father honor and glory. When there came such a voice unto him from excellent glory, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So they were on the holy mount and they heard the voice of God. Listen to what I'm saying. Jesus was transformed and they heard the voice of God. Now, to us, that kind of thing will be Wow, I have heard heaven. Do you get what I'm saying? Have you? I have, ah, man, I went to the mountaintop. I heard the voice of God. Listen, it was like thunder. I, I, no, let me just share with you. Now, somebody comes to share that. Let me just testify. Please, we're going to the mountain because I heard this voice. What are we going to say? This person, you are so, mm, eh? you are so spiritual. You heard the voice. Peter said, we were with him on the holy mount. We heard the voice. Look at what he said next. He said, but, next slide. He says, and this voice, where was on the mount? Next slide. He says, he says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. In other words, we heard voice. But let me tell you what is more sure. More sure word of prophecy that you do well. So take it as a light that shines in a dark place. He was saying that the words in the prophet is more sure. Now the person that had a voice on the Holy Mount and the person that opened the Bible and got revelation from the scriptures, this one is deeper than that one. He said, why would them on the Holy Mount? He says, take it as a light that shines in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the day star rise to your heart. Now, this is where the problem is. Knowing this first, why do people not hear? Knowing this first, first things first, which means 
Before we talk Revelation, note this first. No prophecy inside the scripture is of private interpretation. Now, if the Bible says it's not a private interpretation, it means you can privately interpret it. Which means you can make it say what suits you. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, it says this. All right, but it says, prophecy came not in all time by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were what? Moved by the Spirit. In other words, once the will of man enters into it, you are not going to have a move of the Spirit. Okay? So, you have got to set your will aside. And if you want to hear, which means that there is a situation, there is something you are praying about. The first thing is, Lord, I set my will aside. Jesus said in John chapter 5, why do I hear lies? He said, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just or accurate. John, John 5, 13. My judgment is accurate because, or just, because I seek not my own will, but the will of my Father who is in heaven. In other words, I go, and that is what theologians call the prayer of consecration. That is the starting point. No. The scripture says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? You see? You can ask a builder. If you get it wrong in the foundation and you go and build, that whole house is coming down. You can't correct the foundation with the building there. The building is coming down. If you get it wrong at the roof level, you just remove the roof and change the roof. If you get one wall wrong, you can break that wall down and change the wall. If you get a pillar wrong, you can bring it and start doing that. But if the foundation is wrong, the whole house is coming down. You are starting all over again. If you miss hearing God, you are starting all over again. So get this right. Because you can be fasting on error. And we like that one. To surrender, we, we don't like. But four days of fasting and prayer. Hey, Lord. Hey, Lord. Hey, Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? All right. And when we look at many of those things, is we'll see the disrespect. It's not many Christians fasting. You don't go and take what doesn't belong to you. Then you use fasting and prayer. Are you following what I'm saying? Okay, well, I'm not. That's not my topic. All right. So it says, all right, it's not. So you do what is called the prayer of consecration. And the prayer of consecration means, Lord, I'm coming up to your word, all right, and I hereby consecrate my will. You know, somebody in church told me, she told me, said, Pastor, said, what Christians suffer from when they're meeting is confirmation bias. And it's true. She said, I spent five years of my life wasting it on confirmation bias. You know, confirmation bias, let me define what it means. It is a tendency to search for, interpret, favor, and recall information in a way that confirms or supports one's prior beliefs. In other words, you open the Bible to find the confirmation for what you already want. You don't open the Bible to find out God's will. Do you get what I'm saying? And this is the starting point. That's why it says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In other words, God, you say, well, let me know your will on this matter. Because once I discover your will, there's a move of the Spirit going to start. Once I discover it, the move of the Spirit starts there. The Holy Spirit is going to start operating. 
I'm, I'm going to start seeing all right things. A, a friend of mine went to a country. And when he got to the place, he went with him, another senior colleague of mine, his classmate, went to a country in Africa. When he got there, God revealed to him that you are coming to start a church in this nation. And for the sake of integrity, don't take any, he says, if any door is open to you here, don't preach. Tell them you're not. Because tomorrow, it can affect them. They say you came here to come and preach in their churches so that you go and start your own when you come back. So this senior colleague was saying, I, I, I said he's not preaching. He said, why? He said he's not preaching. He's not. He finished in the country, came back to Nigeria, and all of that told his wife. He said, let's go back. They were going to Kenya. And they went. He said they had no money. When they landed in the airport, somebody walked up to them and said, God instructed us to meet with you here. You are the preacher from Nigeria. He told us you can't give amount of money to you. I said, when you hear God, then you know. He built the second largest church in Kenya. There is a what? Need there. That's the foundation. When people don't hear that, then you can now say, which country do you want to go to? You look, 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 look. All right. The land that fled to milk and honey. So that go back. Do you get what I'm saying? Then you start fasting and praying there. <laughs> say, Jesus, angels. They said, Pastor, what are the five keys to, to uh, uh, the foundation? Are, are you following what I'm saying? So you open up your heart to him, and that's prayer of consecration. Was, it is at this point you pray the prayer of consecration. After his will is revealed, you don't pray prayer of consecration now. Because you have heard the sound of the abundance of prayer. Do you get what I'm saying? Because prayer is thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Not that heaven accepts my will. Look at what Jesus did and this is a prayer of consecration. All right, Matthew chapter 26. There are just two things this is the first I want to say. All right, Matthew 26. And there will be times where God will tell you, sometimes just, look, I had a friend, now, I remember this, you know, he's from Zilingland, he's a British citizen. He said he got to a point when, at that time, to get British passports and all. He said he tried, 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 tried. He said, as a British passport, so I'm wasting his time. It took two years, three. He said, just got to a point now. He said, God, it is not for you that I go to this thing and build this thing. I need you to come and preach. He said, the next day they called him. That conference. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of us can't, can't give up our own will. We can't. And look, that's we, uh, no, 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 no. I'm right. Even Abraham and Lot, he gave up something. Matthew chapter 26 here and verse 38, here what Jesus prayed. And just notice how he changed his words in prayer. Then he said unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry here with me, all right, and watch. And then next verse, he says, and he went a little further, fell on his face, and prayed, says, oh, my father, if it be possible, which means he began to sense where God was going. Let this cup pass over me, for me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Which means his will was different. That cross he didn't want to do. Then he went and prayed. Let's continue here. And then he commanded the disciples, finding them asleep, and said to Peter, What? Put it back. What could you not watch with me one hour? Next verse. 
And then he says, watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Next verse. He went away. So that means the spirit knows what. You get what I'm saying? He went away again the second time. See how he changed it. Say, oh my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. So he started progressing in prayer, which means that he started from the place that I don't want this to a place where, okay, if there's no other way, let us go until he got to, okay, we are doing it. Same thing, Isaiah chapter 30. All right, let's start from verse 16. And he said this was where he got his breakthrough in life. He quoted the scripture, all right, and I understand it now very well. Look at it. He says, no, we'll flee upon horses, therefore you shall flee. I will ride upon the swift, as is your will now. Therefore they that pursue you will be swift. All right? So he says they are chasing him. All right? Maybe you started the run. Okay? One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. At the rebuke of five shall you flee until you are left as a beacon on the top of a mountain as an ensign on a hill. Therefore, which means you have done everything. Uh, look, uh, look, uh, look. Okay, it says you have come now to a place. Okay, come at the end now. It says, therefore will the Lord wait, that is waiting, that he may be gracious unto thee. Therefore will he be exalted. In other words, uh, Pastor Dupin said that scripture, when God showed him, it says, therefore will the Lord conquer you. That's he is exalted over you. It's not about me, me, me. Therefore, the Lord is exalted that he may have mercy upon you. Blessed, for the Lord is a God of judgment. Blessed are they that wait for him. All right? Look, listen. I'm saying, I must do this business. Look, wait. That business is not your issue. What you want is to prosper. Do you understand, please? It's not, it's not that, that business. What you want is to do what? Prosper. So let him show you how to prosper. Don't say by force, by fire, it's his business. Because there are some business that people are using to prosper today that will not be a vision for anybody if somebody didn't do their own five years ago. There will be no social media if somebody didn't find something. So what you will have been saying as your own vision will have nothing to do with social media is because somebody else found it. So what are you saying? So he wants to show you the next big thing that is not in existence while you are holding on to what is existing. Do you get what I'm saying? It's just like somebody back there and says, look, my friend, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Porsche 504 is to be repaired. It is my dream for life. That dream has to change or your life will change. <laughs> what he should say is that my dream is to, all right, be repairing cars and build. Do you get what I'm saying here? God starts with Porsche 504. Maybe he wants to take him to manufacturing cars. You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. 